Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Cowboys Talk, the Dallas Cowboys discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. As usual, my name is Alex Alcazaz, a.k.a. the Bear of Texas, and ladies and gentlemen, the Dallas Cowboys and Kellen Moore have officially parted ways. Well, the way I got the news, ladies and gentlemen, I did not get it from ESPN, Pro Football Focus. It was not from a media source. As a matter well, okay, the confirmation officially was from a news source, obviously. But the way I, I first got wind of Kellen Moore no longer being the offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys, believe it or not, was from a text message from none other than the fiercely opinionated Mr. Josh freaking McSwain. Well, I got to hand it to Josh because, you know, I really believe that Mr. McSwain was basically like, I wouldn't be surprised if he was thinking in his head, well, I hope Alex is happy because, you know, it's been well documented about how I feel with Kellen Moore that, again, as I've said, I I was never in favor of him calling the place from day one. I mean, the offensive performances says one thing, but the the problem was when a lot of the a lot of these stats and all these very high category stats, offensive stats show up. I mean, the fact that they come against the horrible teams, but against the good teams, that offense does not show up. Well, yeah, that truly speaks for itself, and you guys know that that's true. But yeah, but you know, I mean, Josh, you know, Josh has basically you know said that he does feel that that I've been too hard on Kellen Moore, and you know what, look. Maybe I have. I mean, maybe I have, really. And maybe it's just out of pure frustration because the Cowboys just cannot seem to, you know, to make it past the divisional playoffs. But, you know, there's just been a lot of things. But, you know, one source said, basically, I think the best way to do it, maybe Kellen Moore wasn't the biggest problem, but at the end of the... But also, he was definitely not the solution. Now, clearly, I don't feel that way because of everything I've said. So, clearly, I felt that Kellen Moore was a huge problem. So, I'm not going to... I'm not going to go ahead and... Uh, go back on my own word this time because that would be really really stupid because again everything i've said about kellen moore the critical comments and everything it has all been well documented i mean i know that josh mcswain you know you know it feels that same way but but really honestly look and kellen and kellen moore you know immediately got another job i mean he's now the offensive coordinator for the los angeles chargers well, I mean, I mean, you know, and I spoke about this with Wiley, a.k.a. the Venomous Stare, which uh, hopefully we'll, we'll have him back, you know, during the offseason by the time next season starts. But obviously, he actually was not aware of it, from what I understand, because when I texted him, it seemed like this was news to him. I, I, I would have thought that he would have known this already, because I was actually a bit surprised that he wasn't the one that, well... Well, Josh, you know, Josh bringing me in on the news doesn't surprise me because Josh is, you know, th- that kind of, du- you know, that kind of friend, you know, th- that that kind of dude you can trust. I mean, because he knows that I'm, you know, I've been working so hard with my new job at Twin Peaks as a barback, which, by the way, I should be at work right now, but because of the, we- we've had a little bit of frozen rain yesterday. We're supposed to have more. As the worst is-, is yet to come, actually, this time for this year's snowstorm. Excuse me, ice storm. So yeah, obviously, I was just informed that yeah, Twin Peaks is going to be closed for for the time being. But anyway. So it, so it doesn't surprise me because, you know, Josh McSwain, you know, really follows, you know, the sports news, you know, I would say about as close as I do. So Josh knows that I've been working. So Josh, you know, basically said, you know, I'll keep you updated on what's going on. And, and God bless Josh, really. But honestly, like, yeah, but going back to Venomous Stare, 
you know, I, I was just surprised that he actually wasn't the first people who mess- to message me about it because while Josh was, in fact, the very first person to inform me of the firing of Kellen Moore, you know, several other friends, you know, uh, who's also a loyal listener to the show, Keith Teeter, also informed me, so... So yeah, so so basically, uh, when I informed uh, Wiley, aka the Venomous Stare, I mean his response was, you know, laughing my ass off, especially because I told him that Kellen Moore got a job um, with the Los Angeles Chargers. Well, you know what? Actually, I need to go back a little bit. Okay, so actually, Wiley actually did eventually inform me about it. He did actually. I, I think Wiley just wasn't aware of the fact that that Kellen Moore got a job with, with the L.A. Chargers. I think that uh, that's it. I think that's the case right now. I mean, because I got to let you all know, like, on Sunday, I worked from 8 a.m. Sunday morning to about 1 a.m. Monday morning, okay? I mean, I worked a 17-hour shift, so so if I, if I kind of got the, the whole thing with the whole text messages a, a little bit uh, wrong, I mean, come on. I mean, yeah, I mean, I worked a 17-hour shift, and uh, the tips, I'll be honest, the tips... Not very rewarding. I mean, especially for the 17-hour shift, yeah. Honestly, probably not rewarding at all. But anyway, but anyway it's another story for another time. I want to keep the frustrations away, uh, the, the tip frustrations away. But, yeah, so I think that the, the actual, uh, the way it went, actually, because I, now I'm looking at the text messages. So Wiley did actually tell me about it, like, that he was, because he was happy that Moore was gone. And he said, finally, so he was actually relieved. It, it, Wiley just wasn't a, aware of the fact until I informed him that Kellen Moore was hired by as the uh, Los Angeles Chargers offensive coordinator. So, so and and honestly, and if you if you guys want Wiley's response, I've actually got it right here. I mean, <laughs> you know, honestly. <laughs> so Wiley responds by saying again, laughing my ass off, joining Staley, the worst coach in the NFL. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the fact that Staley, you know, after how the Los Angeles Chargers blew that major lead in, against the Jacksonville Jaguars, you know, it was actually pretty surprising that uh, Brandon Staley actually kept his job. I mean, the Chargers did, in fact, fire their offensive coordinator. Several other coaches, I think, got fired assistants, I believe. But, <clears throat> but you know, as far as, as far as Kellen Moore goes, I mean, a lot of Cowboys, I mean, the whole thing is 50-50. A lot of Cowboy fans are, are happy about this because <clears throat> they kind of, Felt that you know, Kellen Moore was the problem with the very conservative and uh, questionable play calling. I mean, the play calling is what I was really, really, really critical about because you know we, you've seen it. You I mean you've we've seen many times because Wiley, Wiley has actually pointed this out. I mean, in, in Wiley's case, Wiley's comments about the play calling, those ladies and gentlemen, are about as well as documented as mine. I mean, because we've seen the offense drive down the field, and then they'll get to the red zone, and then all of a sudden, so it's like first, it's like first and first down at like the basically anywhere between the twenty and the one yard line, and then all of a sudden the Cowboys offense sputters, and they got to go for three points instead of and, and, and basically a touchdown opportunity goes right down the toilet. So we've seen a lot of times with Kellen Moore's play calling, the offense would sputter. Now, is that entirely on Kellen Moore? No. Absolutely not. It is not entirely on, on Kellen Moore. A lot of times because Dak Prescott will make mistakes. The offensive line will, will cause uh, the pocket to collapse. The running game all of a sudden will be basically ultimately rendered useless. The wide receivers won't be able to catch the ball. The bottom line is the offense has sputtered and this has gone on for too long so something needs to be done. But honestly, now that Kellen Moore is fired, you know, one source indicates, well, I shouldn't say indicate, I should rather say insists that Dak Prescott is the only one that can now save Mike McCarthy. 
And speaking of Mike McCarthy, although ESPN has not basically said that ESPN says this, this comes from a source, Mike McCarthy is expected to assume the responsibility of play calling starting in the 2023 NFL season for the Dallas Cowboys. Now, how do I feel about Mike McCarthy calling the plays? Well, honestly, look, Mike McCarthy did in fact call the plays for, for the majority of his time when he was the head coach of the Green Bay Packers, which went from 2006 to 2018. And I got to stress everybody, a majority of the time. He did briefly surrender the play calling duties. I believe that was in 2015, but, he, but not long after that, he quickly regained it. Now, as far as uh, Mike McCarthy goes now, you know, and, and speaking of, you know, quoting the fiercely opinion Mr. Josh McSwain, you know, again, you know, when I say that it's no exaggeration how I say that Mr. Josh McSwain is fiercely opinionated, you know, because um, when I actually inf uh, basically told him that Mike McCarthy would be calling the plays, and I said, I said that I, of course, I sure as hell don't trust Mike McCarthy either, but then again, apparently, I really don't seem to trust anybody. I mean, that's well documented, so I can't deny that. So Josh's response is like this, y'all. And I quote, You make the organization sound like a boardroom of idiots, but they've been a fairly consistent playoff team and draft well. Certainly better than many teams out there. Look, you know, and, and Josh, Josh, Josh is not wrong. I mean, look, I'll be honest. The fact that I cannot, I don't, I refuse to trust anybody. I mean, obviously, that's probably a huge problem that I have. Maybe I need to be a little bit more trustworthy. Maybe I got to be a little bit more optimistic. Look. Here's the problem, okay? The Cowboys haven't made it past the divisional playoffs since their last since the last time they had a Super Bowl triumph, which was in the 1995 season, okay? Over the years, okay, okay, the Super Bowl drought is now at 27 years, guys. 27 years, okay? And over the years, and now I should say over the decades, so much potential, so much talent. All wasted, all gone right down the toilet when, when, when success could have happened, okay? So, of course, I'm at a point where I don't trust anybody, especially within the, the Dallas Cowboys. Of course, I don't trust Jerry Jones. Of course, I don't trust anybody in the organization, honestly, it, 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 because the Cowboys, since, since their last Super Bowl triumph, have done very little to almost absolutely nothing. Now, Dak Prescott is 2-3 and three in, the, in, in the playoffs. I mean, he's got two playoff wins. I'll give him that, but... Going back to you know, how I spoke about the game against San Francisco. And by the way, I want to give a, a huge shout-out to one of my coworkers at Twin Peaks. Uh, his name's Ricky, who's actually, you know, who's actually a subscriber to this show and subscriber to my other, to my other show, Into the, uh, excuse me, Into the Net FC. You know, Ricky listened to this show and expressed his admiration and his love for this show, which I really appreciate. Your support is greatly appreciated, Ricky. And I got to say, it's an absolute blessing to be working with you, my friend. And I hope to have you on this show, and I hope to have you on my other show as well. Just so you know, you are welcome anytime. So let's make it happen, buddy. And I will, in fact, make it happen when the time is right. So anyway, so look, J Josh, you know, Josh, you know, will understand where I'm coming from. But you know, at the end of the day, look, Josh you know, obviously has a bit of a difference of opinion, which I strongly respect. And honestly, I admire that because it's good to have two different opinions, you know, especially when he comes on this show. And, you know, of course, you know, of, of course, he'll, he'll bring up some good points as as I will. And when those points conflict, because at the end of the day, the Cowboys, you know, get very little to absolutely almost nothing out of it. I mean, it, it's brutal because, look, it's no exaggeration when I say the Dallas Cowboys could have beaten the San Francisco 49ers just a few days ago. And they could have done it last season, too. OK, 
But you know when Dak Prescott is not, it, it, when Dak Prescott does what he does best, you know throws those costly interceptions. When the running game can't seem to produce, when the play calling is just ineffective and absolutely questionable, okay, and when the coaching and the leadership and everything is just not there, of course these things are going to happen. So again, that's why I have to stress the fact that. As critical as I am of Kellen Moore, despite the fact that I never trusted the man from day one, okay, it is not on him. So basically the point is, as critical as I am on on Kellen Moore, I will in fact vindicate him on some things. It's not entirely on him. And I'll even say this, there's been some times where Kellen Moore has has actually impressed me, okay? He definitely has, okay? But overall, look, honestly... I feel like he was the problem. A lot of people feel like he wasn't, but at the same time, whether he was the problem or not, he he was just not the solution. Okay. Now again, it's not entirely his fault because a lot of times Dak Prescott was out with an injury, and with all the injuries, you know, on the offense, we you know with the offensive line and the running backs and everything. I mean, Kellamore is tra- trapped in a corner to where he has to shuffle through, you know, the reserves. So. Again, so maybe, in fact, I was too hard on Kellen Moore, but I'm not going to go and change my mind. I felt that Kellen Moore was really not at, not at the point where he was ready to assume the play calling responsibilities. Now, did I feel that eventually he, he would be able to do it? Absolutely, but I just honestly felt that when Kellen Moore became the offensive coordinator and, and assumed the play calling duties, I just felt that the time was not right, okay? Especially because Kellen Moore was under the learning tree of Jason Garrett, Okay, I mean, all those comments, again, I've said this many times on the show, those are absolutely well documented. I can't go back on those words, y'all. It's out there. It is out there because I know that a lot of you go back and listen to the episodes, uh, the episodes when the show first started back in 2020, you know, during the, during the, uh, during the pandemic. I mean, everything I've said is well documented. I mean, I listen, I've seen the comments from my loyal listeners. I know that they're aware of what I said, so I'm not going to insult the intelligence of my loyal listeners, so... But, you know, regardless of how I felt about Kellen Moore, you know, with the whole thing with the Cowboys, now, his job with the Los Angeles Chargers, congratulations to him. I do wish him nothing but the best because, look, because, honestly, when it comes to being critical on somebody, you know, especially, you know, me being critical on any, on any coach or whatever in the NFL, that does not mean I don't, want them to have, I don't want them to have a living. I want them to have a job so they can, you know, feed their families and, you know, and, and, do, what they do, and do what they love to do in life, Okay. But I just feel that Kellen Moore in Dallas, you know, just did not fit. I mean, because, look, 2019, that offense, you know, missed the playoffs. I mean, because, see, this is where Wiley, like, brought up the fact that in 2019, the Cowboys started out 3-0, and but the Cowboys really hadn't beaten anybody. I mean, the Cowboys beat the Giants in Week 1 in 2019, and then Washington in Week 2, and Miami in Week 3, okay? And it turns out that those three teams turned out to be some of the worst teams in the NFL by the end of the season, so, it's it's no it's really no surprise. It's really no surprise because a lot of, because the Cowboys the last four or five years or so. I mean, this is this has been for a very long time. The Cowboys have basically established a reputation of being able to beat a weak team, but when it comes to a highly competitive and very you know serious opponent, they do not get the job done. That's been the problem. So. So, so really, I mean, I'm caught in a corner myself because now that Kelmore is fired, and now, now, now see, because several, several, several fans, you know, the, the, several members of Cowboys Nation that listen to this show that really that despise me, they, you know, they're already asking me, you know, what, what am I gonna, what am I gonna say when Kel, when Kelmore, you know, uh, achieves tremendous success in Los Angeles? And these aren't, those aren't my words, y'all. Those are the words of the people who are critical of me. What am I gonna say when Kel, when Kelmore, you know, a, a, achieves tremendous success in Los Angeles? 
I mean, we'll just have, we'll just have to wait and see how, how that happens, okay? I mean, again, as critical and uh, as I am of Kellen Moore and how I did not trust him, and uh, and, and basically, you know, how critical I am of the play, of the questionable play calling. Look, I have vindicated him a number of times, saying it's not entirely his fault, but at the same time, he was not the solution. And again, the one thing I say with strong conviction is. The time was not right for him to assume the play calling responsibilities back in 2019. That's it. So, if Kellen Moore achieves, achieves success in Los Angeles while the Dallas Cowboys do absolutely nothing, then obviously that that, that that that's obviously that's obviously going to be something I got I got to think about. And I'll, I'll definitely have something to say now because the time is not right, and since we haven't seen anything happen yet, obviously I have nothing to say about it yet. But when something like that when when, when the time is right. Believe me, I will have my words. Believe me. So, I mean, just have to, we'll just have to wait and see. So, so from one understand, so you know, the one thing to keep in mind, everybody, that just because Mike McCarthy is to uh, is to assume the responsibility of play calling, that does not mean that the Dallas Cowboys won't, in fact, have an offensive coordinator. Now, as far as Mike McCarthy being confirmed as the official play caller for 2023, I'm not sure if I have seen full confirmation of that. So, I mean, the, the, Dallas, the Dallas Morning News uh, basically reported about 24 hours ago that Mike McCarthy is, is to call the plays next season. So, I mean, I, I really honestly believe that Mike McCarthy in 2023 is definitely going to be in a position, you know, that you know he's in his jo- for his job. So. I think if the Dallas Cowboys miss the playoffs, he's definitely going to be fired. So, so I so I really believe you know I, I'm sure this is something I, I should I would talk about with uh, the venomous stare and Mr. Josh McSwain. And since I know that they'll be listening, I need you boys to put your comments uh on YouTube. Uh, you know, b- put your thoughts on, on the YouTube comments. If Mike McCarthy with the play calling duties, if he's assuming the play calling duties, is he basically for sure coach? You know, fighting for his job next season. So I'd like to know y'all's thoughts, so please leave them in the comments. And everybody else, that goes for everybody. Everybody's listening. If you're listening on YouTube, whatever, leave your thoughts in the comments. I'll definitely read and I'll definitely uh, I'll definitely leave a response. I can promise you that. So uh, speaking of, uh, you know, bringing in another offensive coordinator, you know, about two hours ago, it was reported that Jeff Nixon, who was the, uh, the running backs coach for the Carolina Panthers, actually interviewed for the offensive coordinator position for the Dallas Cowboys. Now I'm gonna be honest with you. You see, this is what this is what the optim the, the optimistic part of me kicks in. Look, Jeff Nixon you know, again was the Pan- the Panthers running back coach, and he okay. Now, if he were to be hired, I would kind of think of it like this. Maybe I like it, maybe I don't. But you know what? Let's at least see what this dude can do. Let's at least see what w- what's in store for this guy. So I mean, Jeff Nixon, who's who's actually. He was actually the running backs coach, you know, from you know, from 2020 in 2020, and then in 2021 he was actually the interim offensive coordinator after they the Panthers fired him, and then this past season he actually served as the, as the assistant head coach for the Carolina Panthers. He was actually the assistant head coach for the offense specifically. So that so that being said, it, it does not surprise me that, that the Dallas Cowboys have him in the list of candidates, you know, for the offensive coordinator position. And, you know, when we look at um, his resume from 2017 to 2019, he was actually the co-offensive coordinator and the running backs coach at Baylor University. So he's got a little bit of a, of a Texas uh, connection right there. So, 
you know, he was the running backs coach for, from the Dolphins from 2011 to 2015. And from 2007 to 2010, he was the offensive and special teams assistant in the in Philadelphia. So, so, so that resume speaks for himself. So, I, 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 w- I would imagine, you know, Jeff Nixon, maybe not, maybe not the, maybe not the best hire, but I would say definitely not the worst. So, so th- that's where the optimism in, in me kicks in. And I'm pretty sure, you know, Josh, listening to this, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is where Josh is gonna, it, Josh McSwain is, is, is really gonna. See, well, at least he's getting some optimism out there. I mean, because Josh has said that a number of times, but but Jeff Nixon, you know, not the best candidate, but not the best candidate, but definitely not the worst. So if he's hired, then you know what? I'll sit back and I'll we'll, 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 I'll let I'll give him a chance to prove himself because you know I think he should because you know a, a number of times I, I've been proven wrong. So and again. When I'm so critical and so, and basically I'm at a point where I'm judging the book by the cover, and then I, I turn out to be proven wrong, and I'm eating my words, and it makes it, it's making me sick. Well, there you go. So we'll just have to wait and see. So speaking of uh, some more candidates, you know, pro, the Pro Football Focus four hours ago released a list of candidates. So I'd like to actually take a look at that. So now it's all another one insisting that Mike McCarthy is taken over as the play caller. So I think it's official. I just haven't seen. Anything confirmed from ESPN or anything? So, so right now they have. So right now, Brian Schottenheimer, who was the uh, Cowboys consultant, you know, this past season, is actually one of them. And the Los Angeles Rams quarterbacks coach is actually apparently a list of candidates as well. So, but he does not have any offensive coordinator experience, and he's a, he's a young and up up and coming star in the assistant coach ranks. As he's done an excellent job coaching the Rams quarterbacks since being hired to be the assistant quarterbacks coach. In 2019, well, you see, if I were if I would have immediately said that he was the best man for the job, it's, I feel like it's almost as if I'm doing the same thing with Kellen Moore. But you know, looking at Zach Robinson's, um, looking at his uh, resume as a coach, I mean, he started his his uh, career back in 2019 as the assistant quarterbacks coach. Now. Now, because now, now he was actually the passing game coordinator as well as the quarterbacks coach, you know, uh, last season. Now it's it's unclear if, if he's actually going to be leaving uh, the Rams, but uh, I'm not sure if he's actually gone with the interview. I mean, this is just a list of candidates. Now, if he was hired as offensive coordinator, I would actually say this is probably actually probably good because you know if he's the offensive coordinator and if Mike McCarthy's calling the plays and if Mike McCarthy calls the plays well and the the Cowboys offense does very good next season then it's learning experience for Zach Robinson and then eventually Zach Robinson can graduate to the point where he is f- fully qualified to assume the the, the, the duties of, of play calling so so I think Zach Robinson you know definitely you know again you know m- maybe not the best but certainly not the worst you know. Bobby Slowick, who was the passing game coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers uh, for 2022, is another one. So, well, look at wait, pro foot, pro, the Pro Football fo- Focus has Scott Turner a- a- as an offensive coordinator candidate. Okay, now this is surprising because Scott Turner, you know, is the offensive coordinator for the Washington Commanders, and of course, you know, and we all know who Scott Turner is. I mean. I would not be surprised if Scott Turner actually landed the job, or at least basically was at a point where he was basically, you know, um, basically was strongly considered for this job, because you know he's been he basically um, he was actually fired, recently fired actually. So, hmm, following the 2022, he was he was actually fired. So, 
So as you know, Scott Turner is is actually he's a he's the son of North Turner, who was obviously the, who as we know was the offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys that won the two Super Bowls. Because keep in mind when the Cowboys won the Super Bowls in uh, during that time, I mean North Turner w- was basically was the was the play caller. So it wouldn't be I, that, that's why I wouldn't be surprised if Scott Turner got the job because. Because you know, because of the success his dad had here in the '90s, you know, of course, you know, like, like that from that connection. So, so, so why not? And if, if Scott Turner, you know, comes in like, like that, and then eventually, you know, gets better and better and better, then, you know, who knows? So, but look, looking at, at Scott Turner's um, resume as a coach, I mean, he's been a he's been a coach since uh, 2005. Started out as a graduate assistant at Oregon State, and then spent two seasons as an offensive coordinator for a high school before. Before working at the University of Pittsburgh from 2008 to 2010, where he was started out as an assistant and then became the wide receivers coach in 2010. So, you know, from 2014 to 2016, he was the quarterbacks coach for the Minnesota Vikings before working as an offensive analyst for Michigan for one season in 2017. So, so really, so Scott, I think Scott, I think Scott Turner and, um, Zach Robinson, definitely, definitely worthy candidates. You know, you bring in a young guy to kind of groom him up for the future. So, you know, okay, and then now they got Ben McAdoo. You know, Ben Ben McAdoo, ab- I, I would say absolutely not. Ben McAdoo, of course, the former Giants uh, head coach, like that, and he was recently the the Carolina. He was spent last season as the Carolina Panthers offensive coordinator. So I would say Ben McAdoo is uh, is definitely considered a last resort. So out of these ones for the Pro Football Focus. I basically have Zach Robinson, who of course was the quarterbacks coach for the Los Angeles Rams, as well as Scott Turner, the offensive coordinator for the Washington Commanders recently, and the passing game coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers, Bobby Slowick. So I have those three guys basically as potential uh, qualified candidates for the offensive coordinator role for the Dallas Cowboys. So, but we'll we'll just have to go go in, wait and see, and you know, and I'm sure you know when the time is right, the decision is going to be made. So. But you know, but making sure. I mean, I'm I'm not sure if, if those guys are really you know like that. So honestly, I mean, the fact that the char. I mean, the fact that Zach Robinson was actually linked with the offensive coordinator position with with the Chargers. Huh. I mean, that's pretty. Uh, well, that, that kind of basically says what it's up. I mean, he he did interview for the for the Chargers job. So. And I think you know, in the, in the Rams, they actually hired Mike Lafleur, who was recently the offensive coordinator for the New York Jets, as their offensive coordinator. So, yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised if Zach Robinson did in fact uh, depart the team. I mean, according to uh, this, you know, if, if, about ten days ago, the Baltimore Ravens actually requested to interview Zach Robinson for the offensive coordinator position. So, so a lot of opportunities out there for the guy. So. Um, We'll just have to wait and see, but right now I'm basically fir- uh, firm on the fact that Zach Robinson, Bobby Slowick, and Scott Turner can definitely be worthy candidates for the offensive coordinator position for the Dallas Cowboys. Now, with Scott Turner, I mean, understand how Washington, you know, like that, you know, Washington not really being very good, but you know, again, you know, the the fact that you know he's the son of North Turner and know how North North Turner found that success in the nineties with the Dallas Cowboys, so. We'll have to see how that goes, but then again, North Turner did actually did in fact coach the Washington uh, Commanders. You know, back when they were the, they were the Redskins. So, I mean, yeah. So, 
maybe if it didn't work out in Washington, you know, do we really believe it's going to call, it's going to work out in uh, in Dallas? I mean, last season, in 2022, Scott Turner called plays that were, they used a motion about 650 times, which is, which is the sixth most in the NFL, so... But, you know, again, we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, you know, another source said that Byron Leftwich, the former offensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, is apparently uh, on, the, on the list of candidates as well. So, but we just have to go wait and see. And and honestly, when, when, when basically when, when a decision's made, I'll definitely give my thoughts not only on this show, but I'll, just, I'll certainly write about it on Third Down Thursdays. And I strongly recommend everybody to subscribe to Third Down Thursdays Basically, the best sports website out there. And shout out to MJ, who's currently covering the Senior Bowl. Shout out to Coach Bruce. And shout out to all my Third Down Thursday colleagues. Thank you all very much for the support. It's basically an honor to be working with you guys. So, anyway. So, basically, at this point, uh, the offensive coordinator position is the, is the biggest thing. But a lot, a lot of, uh, there's several other openings as well. And, Last thing I want to say is you know the fact that Dan Quinn you know interviewed he did interview for the Denver Broncos uh, head coaching uh, position as well as uh, the same thing for the Arizona Cardinals. Um, you know Dan Quinn actually you know, informed those teams that he that he once again he has intentions to stay in Dallas. I mean after last season he did interviews w- with several teams and Dan Quinn ultimately decided to um, ultimately decided to um, stay with the Dallas Cowboys which, and, and basically his reason why you know was, was really you know was not surprising because you know he, he was in a place where he enjoyed so we'll just have to so so Dan Quinn so Dan Quinn staying on as defensive coordinator is definitely uh, definitely doesn't surprise me because I, I, I think honestly there, there was no reason to move on from Dan Quinn so so Dan Quinn staying on as defensive coordinator is actually a really good thing and you know the Landry had and this was released about five minutes ago um Unless, well, I'm just going to go ahead and refresh it. I just uh, re- released recently that Ben McAdoo is actually considered a dark horse candidate to, to replace Kellen Moore because, of course, you know, Ben McAdoo in 2016 swept the Dallas Cowboys, so he was head coaching the um, the New York Giants. So, But even though, personally, I feel like Ben, ben McAdoo is basically considered a last resort, you know, um, I'm just like you know. Again, if if he somehow, some way lands the job, then you know I I can basically put out all the critical comments that I want. But at the end of the day, we'll just have to wait and see how things turn out. And once we see the results, then I'll then I can definitely uh, say something about it. If things are bad, I'll have the facts to back it up, and I can promise you that. Ladies and gentlemen, Cowboys Talk is available on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank you all very, very much for joining me today, and I will see you all next time.